You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased for the first time to be joined by Will Carroll, the noted injury expert. He's the media relations director for Modus Global. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. So if you can, take us through the wrist injury suffered by David Johnson. How long could he be out and what's the rehab going to be like? Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate uh, giving me the time and the chance to do this with you all season long. Uh, For David Johnson, it's an unfortunate injury. He's shown every bit of talent. They've built this offense around him largely. And now he's going to be out for a minimum of eight weeks, more likely to be 12. Uh, the wrist is a really difficult thing to repair. There's a lot of structures. It's like little puzzle pieces of bone, ligament, tendon, nerves, cartilage. And if you don't get everything back in place, you lose functional grip strength. You lose some of the ability to have that fine muscle control. You see it in baseball time and time again. Guys just can't make those adjustments, and that slider gets away from them. For Johnson, it's very simple. If he can't hold the ball, he can't play football. Uh, Cordell, you know just how much those defensive backs are going to be punching and slapping and testing and pulling to see how strong he is when he gets back. Uh, until he's 100%, he's just not going to be able to do that. That can take a while. And even once he's back, there's often setbacks with this. Uh, It won't be difficult to protect uh, the area. You can put a a pad over it. There's lots of things you can do. But until he's functional, until he's 100%, until he can hold on to the ball, they just can't play him. Wow. I mean, that's a long time because he's he's pretty much uh, over 20 to 30% of their offense playing wide receiver running back. But let's go to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, um, we saw what happened with Scott Tolzien last weekend against the L.A. Rams, and he probably could have been on this injury report uh, list as well, considering how they didn't protect him. Give us your take on Andrew Luck. Um, how, when, is, when is he going to come back, and, and what's the issues on his shoulder? Yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I don't know if Tolzien should be on the injury report. I don't think being bad is an injury. <laughs> uh, but uh, for It Luck, was that bad, though, Bill. Fact, yeah. Uh, the, the simple fact with Luck is we don't know anything. We know he was injured. We know how it happened. We know when he had surgery. And then the blanket drops, and we're in complete darkness. There is nothing I've ever seen like this in the NFL where nothing – you know, we don't know who the surgeon is. I have a really good idea. Uh, we don't know what the exact procedure was, but we have a really good idea. But from the rehab, people – I live in Indianapolis – uh, so talking to people in the media, we don't know anything. Talking to people with the team, they don't know anything. Uh, Chuck Pagano, I believe him when he says he doesn't know. Uh, he probably hasn't seen Andrew throw. There are probably a handful of people inside the Colts complex that know exactly what's going on. It's probably Jim Irsay. It's probably Chris Ballard. It's probably their team doctor and probably not many more. I've talked to players on that team, guys who you would think would know, who have known and played with Andrew for a long time, and they they don't know anything. So this is just, A, it's weird. But for a labrum injury like this, normally guys come back pretty well. Uh, Cam Newton had labrum involvement in his surgery, had a little cuff tear as well. He's looked pretty good. Uh, Jay Cutler, and this is the interesting one. Jay Cutler had his surgery, almost the same injury, one month almost to the day ahead. And he was supposed to be preparing for a broadcasting career. Uh, I don't know how he came back from the surgery and then did the throwing program so that he would be ready to step in for the Dolphins the day they signed him. But he did, and he's looked pretty good. We haven't seen him in a game yet because of the hurricane. 
Uh, but uh, from practice and preseason, he's looked like his arm was like it was the year before. So why is Andrew Luck still not even throwing a football where someone can see it? We just don't know. So it could be tomorrow. It could, well, it couldn't be tomorrow. It could be Sunday. And he could walk out of that tunnel and rip his jersey off Hulk Hogan style and come out and lead the Colts <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Uh, or we might never see him again. And we don't know. It's somewhere in between, which leads to the extremes. Uh, Colts fans are on the, the edge of their, their seat. I'm talking them off of ledges. Uh, but that said, he, he very literally could come back this week. And we don't know. Uh, to me, it's a little bit disrespectful of the fans, uh, people who have a heart and soul uh, and money in those tickets and those jerseys and all the things they've done. You know, just on Twitter, how many you know, for any team, but for the, you know, the Colts, how many people have Colts or Horseshoe or Blue in their name, the same way that the Steelers fans do and the, 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 both Rams fans do? Uh, it's one of those things where you're really disrespecting your fans by not giving the information. By contrast, look at what the Chiefs did this week with Eric Berry. They let their athletic trainer come out, uh, talk about his history, what happened, uh, how they had treated him previously, uh, what they're going to do, and when they think he's going to be back. They were absolutely transparent. Are they at a disadvantage? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, certainly they're at a disadvantage because they don't have the great safety they had. Uh, but by telling the information, they, which they do regularly, uh, I think they're at an advantage. They're telling their fans information, and the fans go, oh, okay, I kind of understand it now. I, I don't like that Eric Berry's gone, but I understand it. For the Colts and several other teams that don't give any information or play with the injury report, I, I just find it disrespectful. Transparency should be the goal, especially in the age of information. We're chatting with injury expert Will Carroll. He's our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. So if I could follow up on Eric Berry, tough to see him go down with that Achilles injury based on everything he's already overcome, beating cancer. What's the prognosis moving forward, and what do you do with that kind of issue? It's unfortunate. It's just bad timing. You you never want to have an Achilles injury, but an Achilles rupture – We've gotten better and better with these. I mean, this is a tough injury because, you know, his Achilles tendon, which we all know where it is back there on our heel, that, that cord that holds the calf and the foot together snapped, and they're going to stitch it back together. I can't even, you know, if I get a hole in my socks, i got to go get new socks because I can't stitch it back together. But Neil Elitrosh, one of the great surgeons out there in L.A., uh, did it with Kobe Bryant. I uh, hear he might be involved with Eric Berry. Uh, so they're going to stitch it back together. And it's going to be just as strong. And in about six months, he's got the chance to be back out there. Now, you've got to look at the calendar. Six months from now, there's no football. So we're not going to see him until training camp of next year. We'll probably see him running uh, during during OTAs. But guys come back from this better and better. You'll see people say that they slip a little bit. But you have to take into account the calendar doesn't stop. He's going to get older, and and age is a big factor when it comes to skill in the NFL. So I think Eric Berry has every chance to come back. Will he be quite as good? No, but 99% of Eric Berry, pretty darn good. How about the guy out in New York uh, with the Giants? Uh, He's every bit of everything Eli Manning needs and wants, and I think it showed in the last game against the Cowboys. Odell Beckham uh, looked like it was just, in what you heard, just a sprained ankle, but now you hear things like, uh, six to eight weeks, and he said, you know, it depends on who the person is, and his body could be four to 12 yeah. weeks. Give me what you know about Odell Beckham's ankle. 
Well, let's let's note first that it's not actually an ankle sprain. It's a high ankle sprain, which okay. is not the joint we normally think of with the ankle. It's just above it. And high ankle isn't really a thing. It's just nobody wants to say syndesmosis, which is the actual name of the joint. It's the joint that's in between your tibia and your fibula, the two bones of the lower leg. It's very tight. It doesn't move very much. But it does move when somebody hits you and your foot is planted. Now, if his foot had been a little stronger, uh, if he had landed a quarter second earlier, he'd have snapped his leg. He would have broken his fibula. There's almost no question about that. I don't think it was a dirty hit, uh, but it was one of those unfortunate hits. Now, with any wide receiver, I think calling them all wide receivers, you know, if you you look at a team like Arizona playing tonight, they've got John Brown, uh, they've got Larry Fitzgerald, they don't do the same thing. And, you know, they've got big receivers like Fitzgerald, you've got speed guys uh, like Brown. With Odell Beckham, he's big, yes. He's fast, yes. But he's really more athletic. He's a gifted athlete that happens to play wide receiver. He's not going to push somebody away. He's not going to run by many people. It's his athleticism and those crazy gifts and those hands that really make him something special. So with a high ankle sprain, if he doesn't have the kind of lateral motion, if he can't push and adjust and not have to think about it, he's not going to be as good. Now, there's a lot of players who 90% of their, their ability, they can get out there and do it. You know, Des Bryant can hobble around with his broken foot a couple of years ago, and it's his size that makes him special, uh, especially in the red zone. For, for a guy like Beckham, if his athleticism is compromised, he's not going to be effective. So this is going to take a minimum of about four weeks. You're going to hear maybe he's back, maybe he's back, because it's going to be very close getting from that 90% mark up to that 100% mark. So he's going to look closer than he actually is. And to amplify that, I'm looking at video right now of Odell Beckham Jr. back on the practice field, and he looks phenomenal, much like apparently he looked when he was dancing with Russell Westbrook, according to reports. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber, breaking it down with Will Carroll, the injury analyst. Will, last one for me, unfortunately. Kevin White of the Bears hurt again. This time it's the collarbone injury. In a general sense, what leads to some players being more injury prone? Is it just bad fortune, body structure? What's going on? Yeah, there's a number of things that really factor into this. And someday we may have a better answer. You know, there might be genetics involved. Some people have stronger bones or stronger ligaments or weaker. Uh, some people just don't hold up to the workload. Uh, we're not measuring that on most of these players. Now, some do. We've, we've got some GPS tracking uh, on players, and we're learning more from that about the workload management. It's at a, it's at a very national stage. For White, you know, he's had a number of different injuries. Can he just not handle what happens in the NFL? doesn't look like it. The evidence suggests that, and it's unfortunate because he's obviously got the tools to play. Uh, You can't say that, you know, falling on your shoulder and and snapping that joint there uh, is, is anything more than bad luck. But there's certainly the suggestion that this is a pattern that maybe he just can't hold up. Uh, And it's going to be a question for the bears because, you know, you can't wait on this guy forever. You're going to have to replace him. You're going to have to get that roster spot and that money back. Uh, It's just, very, very difficult to see these guys go through this because there's no one single explanation for it, uh, but the injuries have been devastating. Uh, let's talk about Sam Bradford. Uh, nothing we saw in the game that indicated that he had any issues from an injury standpoint, but hearing that uh, he was limited to practice because of his knee, uh, what do you know about that with uh, Sam Bradford? Yeah, he obviously has uh, an extended uh, history with his knees. Uh, he's had the ACLs a couple times, uh, and Usually when you tear an ACL, there's associated damage. 
Uh, you always worry about the soft tissue damage, the meniscus in there, uh, the bone cartilage, the articular cartilage. Uh, some of the, the, the smaller ligaments are usually going to get uh, damaged. And he's had some swelling. They, they're going to have to maintain that. And they've been doing this for years. Uh, certainly had some success last year. It's kind of like being, you know, I'm an old guy. Uh, if I go out and work out, I'm going to be sore the next day. There's going to be stiffness. There's going to be swelling. Same thing for these guys. They've got very old knees. And, and uh, there's a lot of things that Sam Bradford's knees uh, have gone through. There's a lot of mileage on it. So you're going to see this kind of swelling and pain. They've got to maintain it. They've got to get him on a program where they can get him from one week to the next. It's difficult sometimes. It's, you'll see guys uh, need a clean out the second the season is over. But those athletic trainers, and it's a great uh, system up there in Minnesota. You saw what they did with Teddy Bridgewater. He's closing in on a return, which is pretty amazing. Uh, it could have been the end of his life uh, maybe the end of his leg, and now, you know, less than two years later, we're talking about him being back on a football field. Uh, but he's not ready to get back there yet, so they need to keep Sam Bradford healthy at least that long. Will, tremendous information, great debut. We appreciate the time and look forward to chatting with you next week again here on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.